Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's very still, fans. Welcome to this week's episode of Steel's War Room. I'm your host this week, the show Matt Peverell, and the show that looks to put you in the minds of Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan, as they put together a roster that really can compete for a seventh Lombardi, compete for another AFC North title, compete for an AFC championship as well. You know, that's something we haven't seen the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, achieve in, in quite a while. Um, but just going back, you know, the last few weeks, um, both since the draft and then, you know, before the draft, we've really looked a lot around, you know, free agent acquisitions and really around the draft in terms of before the draft, we're looking at, you know, players the Pacific Steelers could look to pick up, you know, and we got a couple of those right. And, you know, Patrick Freemuth, Kendrick Green, Quincy Roche. Um, I think it was really nice in terms of Kendrick Green and Quincy Roche. They were guys I particularly said, you know, still we should go after them. And Patrick Freeman is obviously, you know, he was someone that you really couldn't ignore given that he was the best tight end on the board apart from Kyle Pitts that we were never going to be in the mix for. So I thought I'd park that for a little bit. Um, I thought I'd park that for a little bit because we've looked a lot around that. And I thought we'd go a little bit more back into that sort of cap room sort of style focus that we were when the show was originally cap room. That's how it started out for free agency in the off season. Um, and we decided to call it war room because we wanted to encompass anything to do with the roster that's building, anything to do with the, with the salary cap and, and be really open on that. And, you know, I thank all the listeners, particularly that have followed since the first few cap rooms or those that have come on even since the draft. And there's some new people there. Um, you know, there's some updates to come um, over between now and the start of the season on uh, for BTSC in terms of podcasts. Uh, this was the first trial of the um, 
midday um, audio only shows. And I believe we're going to be adding a few more to the mix there, which is really exciting from that perspective. And, you know, it's, it's, I guess, in testament to, you know, particularly Brian Anthony Davis um, and Jeff Hartman in terms of taking my suggestion that this was going to be a show that should happen on a Wednesday due to a bunch of key milestones that were going to happen between the draft and free agency and the new league year and what have you. And them being really open to testing and learning. And then now we're in a position where, um, we're going to look at how we, we schedule shows and, and add some new ones into this slot because we know that they're being well received by you all as well um, in terms of, you know, across the podcast network. With that, I do have to say, like, you know, you've got to go check out all the different podcasts that we have. Now, obviously, you have the live YouTube shows um, that occur. So, you know, you've got things like, you know, the Scobro show, which is on YouTube, then obviously comes across podcasts. You've got... You know, um, I think the week, sorry, I should say the week kicks off with, you know, um, Towers from 2am on the Sunday and then you've got um, Steelers Hangover and then you go into the Scobro Show. Then you go into um, the Curtain Call with Michael Beck um, and Jeffrey Benedict. And that, and that's also Know Your Enemy in season because it really focuses around the, the team we're playing, whereas Curtain Call is very much around, you know, potential guys that could be drafted or, you know, analysis of those guys that have been drafted and what have you. And, and of course, other different, you know, guests that they like to get get on the show. Then Thursday night, you've got the Steelers preview. Um, that's Jeff Hartman, Dave Scofer, Brian Anthony Davis. And, um, you know, that's always a, a really, really good show to get you ready for the week and what have you there. Um, then in season, And then you move on to Friday night when you've got um, – You've got there Tony Duffio, um, you know, who's appeared on Touchdown Under in replace of me pretty recently, which is fantastic. And I appreciate him stepping in there from Luna you know, with Mark. Um, you know, so he's got Friday night six pack. And then you've got on Saturday night, you've got myself and um, Marky D, Mark Davison doing Steelers Touchdown Under. Uh, and so all those YouTube shows obviously come across the podcast network as well. A lot of them are double shows in terms of there's a part one and there's a part two. Um, because we split up what is roughly about an hour YouTube show. And then in terms of podcasts, obviously, you've got Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. You've got Live Mike with Michael Beck. Um, you've got Sit Dealer's Stat Geek, Stat Geek with Dave Schofield. You've got Fact or Fiction. Um, I hope I haven't left anything out there. Obviously, you've got me from a war room perspective. So there's a plethora of content out there um, from us at Behind the Steel Curtain. You know, we're doing particularly well as part of the SB Nation podcast network, um, which is fantastic. And, you know, we're really up there on all the different platforms too. And we really want to stay that way. So iTunes, Pandora, Luminary, um, I think that's called Stitcher as well. Stitcher as well. I don't use most of them. I'm a Spotify person myself, and I think Spotify um, is a good one given all the other music that you can you can have there. But I mean, each to their own. And for a lot of people, you know, this BTSC might be just one type of podcast you're listening to. Um, you know, as this medium continues to grow and grow across all different types of interests and fields and what have you, I don't think there's a business out there now that's not even trying to get a you know a podcast in their, in their sort of system of, of content that they're putting out. So, yeah, we hope the BTC show one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers um, and the NFL as well. There are other NFL podcasts, which anyone, any regular listeners of this show would know. Um, I try and stay across those two that factor into this, things like, you know, the Draft Network, uh, you know, Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah as part of Move the Sticks. But the idea is that I go listen to those so you can listen to us. Um, but with that, I wanted to crack into this week's show. So as I said, I didn't really want to focus too much on free agents. Um, you know, we, I think we've done that 
you know, we've covered that really quite a bit. There's not going to be any real movements until team cuts now. I think the Steelers roster is going to stay pretty stagnant until then. Um, and then equally, you know, we don't really have a draft and it's way too early in my view to be looking to 2022. I will confess I have done a couple of mock drafts already. But again, until you start to get a couple of weeks into the season, you get some power rankings and what have you, it, it really is too early to tell. So this week, what I thought we'd do is have a look at some positional spending. Now, I've previously written on this for BehindTheStoolCurtain.com, and I think I've covered this as well to a degree on different shows as well. So in terms of positional spending, Pittsburgh Steelers will be fourth in terms of quarterback, spending 29.853 million. Um, and sort of from the AFC North perspective, that puts the Brown, the Browns in the middle of the pack. And obviously the Ravens, you know, are, are pretty down the pack and the Bengals are pretty low. Now you'd kind of expect that to be the case, given that they were, you know, we've got guys on their rookie contracts, you know, particularly in the Bengals and the and the Ravens in terms of Lamar Jackson. And then you've got, you know, um, Joe Burrow for the Bengals there. In terms of the RB position, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are 37th, spending $5.278 million. And then, you know, again, in comparison to the rest of the AFC North, you know, the Ravens, you know, are spending about $7 million on the position. The Browns are spending $12 million. The Bengals are spending $12 million. So, you know, and the Browns and the Bengals are actually in the top 10. So you can sort of see there that, I guess, that difference. And it's why, I guess, a rushing defense is particularly important in the AFC North. People probably say, well, the Bengals lost Giovanni Bernard. They haven't really done anything anyway, but they do have Joe Mixon, and that's one to be mindful of. At the wide receiver position, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers is actually the 30th in terms of spending the league with 11.467 million. And that includes Juju's, um, obviously larger contract this year. You know, again, compared to the rest of the AFC North, Ravens are a bit more middle of the pack, um, in the low twenties there, spending about 17.438 million. The Bron- Bengals are spending 22.9 million. I think they've got potentially some dead cut money there with, um, Green still, um, AJ Green. And then the Broncos, uh, sorry, the Browns, uh, fourth in the league and they're spending 39.343 million position now obviously we know they've got Jarvis Landry um they've also got you know Odell Beckham Jr and a couple of other key guys that wide receiver position so that sort of makes sense and you'd sort of expect that from that perspective but when it comes to the tight end position um Steelers are way more middle of the pack here um, you know, and, and the Steelers are spending about $9.9 million, um, you, know, you know, in terms of that position. I think they're about 17th, um, you know, in the league there. The Browns are spending second most with $17 million, $17.5 million there. The Bengals are spending $11 million. Uh, and then in terms of the Ravens, they're up there too in that in that top 10 uh, with the Browns and the Bengals are just outside that. Um, but, the you know, the Ravens are spending about $17 million. Sorry, the Ravens are spending $13 million as well. So really, you can sort of see that the tight end position, the Steelers are really cheap compared to the rest of the AFC North particularly. Um, but it also shows the role of a tight end in the AFC North. And, you know, I think it makes sense when we think about giving quarterbacks a lifeline in, in the tight end when we think about the type of football that's played in the AFC North. It's quite interesting in terms of, you know, how important that tight end role is with almost every single AFC North team in the top half of the league. When it comes to the O-line, though, the Browns, again, are um, well up there spending $53 million on their offensive line. They're number two. You know, the Ravens are a bit more middle of the pack, spending $35 million. The Steelers are all the way down, um, you know, at 26, spending $29 million. Um, the Bengals are a couple of spots ahead of them at 23rd. 
um, and they're spending 31 million. So it's kind of interesting. And the Ravens, you know, I mentioned they're 35 million. So it's pretty interesting from that perspective when you look at what that overall offense is, because believe it or not, it's actually the Cleveland Browns that have the most expensive offense currently going into 2021. And that's a a $141 million offense that they're sitting on right now. And, you know, there's obviously got quite a cool, you know, and good offensive line, you know, with guys like Batonio and Treader, Um, you know, they've got, you know, those wide receivers we talked about in like a Landry and a Beckham Jr. They've got, you know, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You've obviously got Njoku and you've got um, Austin Hooper as well. So, you know, there's a lot of like absolute studs on that, you know, offense there. Um, you know, but when you compare it to the rest of the AFC North, the Bengals are a bit more middle of the pack. They're spending 89.685 million. Now, Steel's currently a bit lower than that on at about 86 million, but their current team roster has them more like that 89 million. Um, so they're pretty close, obviously, to the Bengals there. I think, you know, the, there's a couple of hundred thousand dollars separating them. And the Ravens have the cheapest offense. And we know how many draft picks they've spent, um, you know, over the last few years, you know, on in, in terms of that offensive team, you know, you've got guys like Devin DuVernay and um, Marcos Brown and, um, you know, J.K. Dobbins and, you know, they've got Ben Mason who they acquired through the draft this year. Obviously, you've got Lamar, um, you know, they've, and they've got a couple of other, other sort of players that they've brought in from that perspective. And, you know, in the Jermont Boykin's another one. Um, so, you know, you can, you can expect that the Ravens spend a bit less in tuition. They generally spend a bit more on defense as well. But let's move it across to the defensive side of the football. And I think let's start with in terms of what the defensive expenditure looks like. So currently, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're a really ranked almost dead middle of the pack, um, spending about $90.918 million on defense. The Ravens are just outside the top 10 there, and they're spending $97 million. The Bengals, Bengals are one spot down, spending $97 million. Um, and then you've got the Browns, who are, you know, 31st in the league, and they're spending $69 million. So... Obviously, they're going to have a lot less money with how much they're spending on offense, but you start to sort of get a picture, um, you know, of, of what this looks like. And I think for the Browns, you know, they've got a bunch of draft picks, you know, um, you know, or, or guys in terms of that they've got through the draft, guys like, you know, Denzel Ward and, um, you know, Greedy Williams. And, you know, they've got a couple of, they've got obviously JOK that they got through the linebacking, um, linebackers this year. Uh, Garrett's coming up to his contract, but, you know, you know, he's been there as well. So there's, you know, they've got some guys that are achieved particularly in that secondary level. And then I think the key for agent acquisition to watch for them this year is Joe Johnson the, or John Johnson the third. Um, but let's look at the positional spending, particularly for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So on the interior defensive line with guys like Tewitt and Haywood and um, Alawalu, the Steelers are, you know, fifth in the league there, and they're going to be spending $30 million on the position um, and t- just to tick over this year. In terms of an edge perspective, uh, the Steelers are again sort of, you know, they're actually a bit lower when, when you look at this. The Steelers are actually 19th and they're spending just a, just under $17.5 million, which I think is interesting because the Bengals and Browns are both above them, um, you know, and then you've got the Ravens in last place, you know, which are <laughs> the Ravens, but they've obviously, they've had to get younger position. They've lost guys like Udon and Ngokwe. They're only spending $7 million at the position um, compared to, obviously, I said the Steelers 17, and then you've got the Browns in there at 19, and then the Bengals at 20. So, you know, that's a much lower. So they're going to have to really hope they can get a lot out of that pass rush, um, you know, you know, this season. And then 
from the linebacking linebacking position perspective, um, Steelers are ranked 21st in the league, spending 11.7 million. Uh, the Ravens and Browns uh, are sitting in there in the the higher 20s, um, and they're they're spending uh, 8.1 million from the Browns and 7.973 million from the Ravens. Um, and then when you go all the way to the Bengals, you know. <laughs> They're number 31st. They're spending $6 million. So it's interesting that the Steelers, Bengals, Browns, and Ravens are all spending not that much in terms of linebacker position, but they've also all got, you know, some, some rookies at those different positions as well or, or some cheaper guys, you know, cheaper veterans backing them up. Uh, so, in fact, I think you might, you could probably argue that AFC North has some of the best value linebackers um, in the league. And then in terms of performance versus pay. And then from a safety position, the Pittsburgh Steelers are ranked 25th, spending uh, 8.9 million there. You know, the the Ravens are a little bit higher than them on the board. They're spending 9.9 million. The Browns are a couple of ticks ahead of them, uh, spending 11.583 um, million. And then the the Bengals are up there just on top of them, spending 13 million. So you've sort of got this little range here where the Steelers, uh, Browns, Ravens, and Bengals are all sort of in this, you know halfway point um, to the early 20s in terms of, you know, spending at the position. So, again, you could sort of look at there as they're potentially being the priority element given to other positions, but at the same time, it's not being neglected by any of the different teams. And there are some known safety names. You know, we've got, you know, when you look at the Bengals, there's guys like William Jackson III, um, so the, that are there now. Oh, sorry, he's left actually. Um, but you've got, you know, a few different guys in that position from the Browns' perspective. You know, you they brought in that Joe Johnson. Um, I think they've got Delpit as well that they got in the draft last year. I think Randall's still playing for them. Um, Ronnie Harrison, I'm pretty sure, is still there. The Browns, so then in the Ravens, you know, you've got Chalk and, you know, they've got a very star-sided cornerback room, which we'll get to in a second there. But, um you know, they're bringing in different people, you know, from that perspective too. So, you know, it is an interesting one in terms of how this is ranked. But I think when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers for all the flack that you get, give to a guy like Terrell Edmonds, um, you know, we've got Minka, you know, we've got some guys that are playing in some of those backup spots as well. I mean, you shouldn't say whether Sutton's technically designated in this or whether he's designated as a cornerback. I'm pretty sure he's designated as a cornerback. But obviously, we brought in Killebrew, um, you know, more to play from a special teams perspective. But again, you know, the Steelers are a little bit less there than their AFC North counterparts. And then when, of course, you look at the cornerback position, uh, the cornerback position there, the Steelers are actually ranked 10th. Um, spending $22 million. The Bengals, the Ravens are above them at number four and number five. The Bengals is, uh, sorry, number three and number four. The Bengals are spending $34 million. The, Bengal, um, the Ravens are spending $34 million, million, not billion. And the Bengals are spending $33 million. Sorry, guys, I'm uh, recording this quite late and I've had a few numbers switch up on me um, when, I, when I've had a look at this. And then also you've got the Browns um, spending $18 million. So the Steelers, sort of a mid you know, a mid-pack in terms of the AFC North perspective, but they're obviously in this top 10 and the cornerback position is obviously going to be really important. I think the Steelers fans, though, we've obviously got Joe Hayden and Cameron Sutton who signed that new deal. There's some dead money there in Stephen Nelson. If you sort of said the Steelers have got the 10th most expensive cornerback room, I think some Pittsburgh Steelers fans would potentially be a little bit concerned by what that looks like. Um, but 
Let's look at what worldwide receivers last year did. You know, in 2020, the Steelers, I think, were one of the, the cheapest, the second cheapest wide receiver room in the league at 5.9 million. And we saw what Claypool, Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, you know, and Washington were able to do. So, you know, I, I think we've really got to take them into stock that just because of this positional spending, um, you know, is situated there. It doesn't always necessarily mean there's going to be a, a fantastic or, or on the flip side, a really poor performance. But with that, we're going to take a break on Steelers Touch Down Under. But with that, we're going to take a break on this week's Steelers War Room. Join me for part two. We're going to look at a few other different bits around the salary cap and spending and the Pittsburgh Steelers and just stuff to think about, really, as, as this roster sort of forms together for the seventh Lombardi chase. Time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today! At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. When we're back on Steel's War Room, I'm Matt Perville, your host of this weekly show. So it was pretty cool, like, when I was going through a few things and I thought, so what about the cap? You hear about the cap each year and you're like, yeah, whatever. I know the college football game is really big uh, in, the, in, a, in the US for obvious reasons, but it's big around the world. Um, and I so thought over the cap did something pretty cool where they've actually got all the money in terms of cap dollars by college. And you can actually look you know, and which which colleges have actually had the most paid out. And I think you'd be surprised at this top 10. Here's the top 10. Alabama, that's obviously not a surprise with how many national championships they've won, followed by Ohio State and LSU. So about Alabama, that's the top three. Alabama, you know, 291 million has been spent on their players. Ohio State, 208 million. LSU, 206 million. And then you've got Notre Dame, Clemson, Michigan, Florida, Oklahoma, Mississippi State, Wisconsin, who were spending respectively 141 million. 141 million has been spent on Clemson players, 130 on Michigan, 126 on Florida. And obviously, this is all out of the draft as well. Um, Oklahoma, 122 million. Mississippi State, 119 million. And Wisconsin, 116 million. Obviously, the Watt brothers are a big part of that as well. You know, and this is coming out of college, you know, just to, just to clarify too. So that's actually a top 10. I think if you go down the list as well, this is the rest of the of the sort of top 50 that are sitting there. So you've got Iowa, number 11, Texas A&M, number 12, Georgia, number 13, Penn State, number 14, number 15, California, number 16, Stanford, number 17, UCLA, number 18, Florida State, number 19, Auburn, number 20, USC, Number 21, Michigan State, 22, Washington, 23, Miami, 24, Oregon, 25th, Virginia Tech, 26, South Carolina, 27th, Texas, go the Longhorns, uh, 28th, Boston College, 
29 TCU, 30 Temple, 31 Utah, 32 Kentucky, 33 Boise State, 34 Arkansas, 35 Colorado, 36 uh, Tennessee, 37 Fresno State, 38 Pittsburgh, 39 Louisville, 40 Maryland, 41 Nebraska, 42 Missouri, 43 Mississippi, 44 North Carolina, 45 Syracuse, 46 BYU, 47 Duke, 48 Rutgers, 49 Cincinnati, and 50 Western Michigan. So that's your top 50. Um, and, you know, hopefully that if you're a college football supporter, you've got you know, you've got someone in that. Uh, it's pretty interesting, though, if you go to the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, we've spent the most cap dollars on, on players from Miami, Ohio, which I don't think is too surprising. Uh, the, the next number would be Notre Dame, who we spent $17 million on, um, you know, in Florida, there's, there's two players there at 16 million, Stanford, 14 million, Wisconsin, 13 million, Ohio State, 8 million, Michigan, 7 million, Alabama, 6 million, USC, 5 million, Rice, 4 million, along with North Carolina, 4 million. So that's kind of like about our top 10, um, you know, money that we've spent, you know, on those in terms of the salary cap and what we've spent on players, you know, coming out of college. I then looked at a pretty interesting thing when you look you go to the Pittsburgh Steelers specifically, and that's historical team spending. Now, over the cap did two pretty cool things here. They have their normal expenditure in terms of what was actually being spent on these players throughout their careers so far, which I'll go through. And they actually have their cap inflated expenditure. So I'm going to give you both figures. And what the cap inflated does is if you actually look at this, you know, in terms of the difference in terms of where the cap has actually risen, you know, um, throughout the 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 period um you know of their tenure and then also against you know it being about the percentage that they are of that salary cap if if you can stay with me on that one so give you an example ben roethlisberger so he's earned 265 million in his career with the pittsburgh Steelers, 265.6 million but his cap inflated expenditure is 338 million Cameron Haywood is number two on the list all time. So, and I'm, these are, I'm going to go through all the guys that are active that are in this sort of top um, 35 or the top 50 um, sort of players. So Cameron Haywood, you've got there at 87.6 million. Um, so, you know, and Cam's obviously going to break the 100 mark by the time he's finished up with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Castro's in there at 57.1 million, now on the number seven. Number nine is Stefan Tuit with 46 million. Number 12 is Hayden at 42 million. Uh, number 20 is Vince Williams at 22 million. So he's number 20 in terms of all time, um, you know, in terms of Pittsburgh Steelers historical spending. Uh, then you've got 30 in Chris Boswell. Uh, you've got 32 in Tyson Alawalu at 13.675 million, 33 in Devin Bush at 30, 13.5 million. And then also in the top 50, you've got Juju Smith Schuster, you've got Eric Ebron, TJ Watt. Terrell Edmonds. So it's pretty interesting when you look at it from that perspective because we've actually got, you know, 14 players in the Steelers' top 50 career spending, you know, to date are all sitting there, um, you know, at the moment, you know, in terms of the current roster. And, you know, that's a, that's a pretty significant portion of the top 50 when you think about what this, and obviously the salary caps are isn't exponentially year on year, but, you know, we've had Super Bowl teams, you know, just over a decade ago, you know, we've had some really good teams when you, you know, and, and some 
you know, really talented teams when you think about, you know, having Antonio Brown and, and Le'Veon Bell on, on the roster. Obviously, they're, they're doing different things now. But I think it's just a really interesting perspective, um, you know, in terms of what these guys' career earnings look like. And these guys are going to really rise up this list. You know, you can expect that Bush will rise up quite significantly. Alu Ali probably stay where he is. Juju, if he gets on a long-term deal. TJ Watts obviously going to rock it right up the board here, um, you know, to probably be in that top 10. To Castro, if he signs another another deal as well, he could be, you know, he'll move up to it, um, particularly because he'll be looking at, you know, an extension potentially. You know, I know that there's the the 17th game and the payment there, that's the thing that's making that a bit of a challenge. But, you know, that's something to really be considerate of as well. Um, you know, does Hayden, do they sign him a little bit longer? You know, he could easily move up, you know, um, you know, past Ike Taylor by this point in time, there's only 5 million separating it. So it's a really interesting thing in terms of what these career earnings are. And I think it shows that, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously we've never had a losing record under Mike Tomlin. Um, you know, we've been in that mix, you know, with double-digit wins several times over the past five years. I know that hasn't translated to playoff success, but at the end of the day, you know, the Steelers roster is being put together is is high caliber. We are having to pay for it, but I just think it's interesting that you've got some of these really, you know, historical team leaders in terms of spending sitting there, you know, active on the roster. And so to close out this week's show, I thought we'd just quickly really look at, um, you know, roster te- texture, uh, which which over the cap do, um, to really look at sort of the percentage of players, you know, that you've got in different positions that are ranked into elite, high, middle, low, rookie, dead money cap space. And it's elite and, and this elite, high, middle, low, rookie, dead money um, is all based on in terms of the expenditure that that's there. And, and, you know, so elite is considered 37 million to 16 million high 16 million to 7.8 million um middle there is 7.9 7.794 million uh to 4 million um and then low 4 million and lower um and then you've got your rookie contracts which is three or fewer accrued seasons so basically it ranks them in terms of dollars and percentage so for the Pittsburgh Steelers you know Currently, there's sort of 25 million um, there. So that's the percentage for our 2021 cap texture is 13.8% of our players are in that elite expenditure bracket. Um, the high end bracket's about $54 million of, of our cap, and that you know frames up to be 29.2%. From a middle, middle perspective, if we're doing 16.85 million, uh, the percentage of 9%. From the low, lower income earners, that's the 26 uh, lower income at $4 million. Um, you know, low is we're spending about 26 million on those sorts of players at 13.8% as well. Um, and then the rookie was, you know, 20.4% of our expenditure there is sitting there, um, you know, on rookie contracts uh, at $38 million. And then there's actually 18 million dead money. So that's 10%. And then obviously we've got cap space right now, 7.389 million. So from that perspective, you know, there's one player in the elite class, there's four players in the high class, there's three players in the middle class, there's 17 in the low, um, what's called the low class, and 28 in the rookie class. So that's quite interesting when you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers because you can sort of sit there and say we're really dominated by rookies. And when you look at the top 10 rookie figures, Devin Bush, Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick, Shook Woymer, Cora Fourth, Najee Harris, Chase Claypool, James Washington, Deontay Johnson, Pratt, Freemuth, and Justin Lane. Apart from Lane 
And, I mean, Chooks is actually going to have a really big impact on how the Steelers do this year. It's a pretty interesting perspective. Like, they're all guys are going to make have a massive role in how well the Steelers do, um, you know, and then it makes up 52% of our roster with 28 players at the moment. You know, when you look at the low figures as well, Derek Watt, Zach Banner, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mason Rudolph, Tyson Oluwalu, Cameron Sutton, Chris Wormley, Joe Hay, Cameron Canada, and Raymond McLeod. This is where it starts from a mixed bag. A lot of people are going to question what Derek's, Derek Watt's role is with the Pittsburgh Steelers seeing as he's not really used as a fullback. Zach Banner is going to be incredibly important to the offensive line's performance. Equally so is Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, Mason Rudolph is important as a backup, you know, for Big Ben, and if anything happens to Ben, so is Alawalu, fundamental on the defensive line. Cameron Sutton as well. You know, he's going to be really, really important for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Chris Wormley, you know, his depth at the defensive, you know, end and defensive line position, whether he stays on the roster will be interesting to see. And that's the same for Joe Hay, Cameron Canada. You know, will they stay there? Ray Ray McLeod's the other guy in the top 10. You know, I would suggest $1 million, you know, he'll see the season through with the Steelers. Um, and then, you know, from those elite guys, obviously you've got Ben Roethlisberger. He's that guy in that elite class. The four guys are in that high class are Hayden to it, to Castro and Watt. I don't think there's, you know, no one would challenge that. Um, Hayward Boswell and Ebron, because of the different restructures, they're sitting there in that middle group. But really, Hayward, you know, should be, you know, between that high and that elite, um, you know, group. Equally, Eric Ebron, you know, he's sort of in between this sort of middle and, and you know, the the low bracket there. So it's pretty interesting from where the Steelers are spending their money. I think the two key takeaways are, A, Steelers are getting, you know, a lot of salary cups become much more, rookie-centered and, and rookie-focused. Um, there's always going to be more players there, but if you look at the actual contributors on offense and defense, there's a lot of those guys, um, you know, when we're talking about particularly guys in the wide receiver room and then the safety in the linebacking room. But look, that's a lot of cap numbers. That's a lot of different stats um, for this week's Steelers Warren, but I wanted to bring you something different. I hope you stayed with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Ghost Steelers. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.